What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. There was no NBA, no NFL, no baseball last night. Tony, what did you do with yourself? I'm Tony Kornhauser. I went to sleep an hour early, 7 p.m., you know. Oh, okay. Uh, let me tell yeah. you what I did. Let me tell you what I did. I watched the unveiling of the second college football playoff show. Yeah. And, and then I went around a dial, and I had nothing, so I landed on election results, and I watched. I did. Yeah. For a couple of hours. I watched it. Yeah. FBI. Welcome PTI, boys and girls. That's what I watched. In today's episode, Dusty Baker will be back. The Nets hire a coach, and Booger McFarland joins us for five good minutes. But we begin today with Josh Allen, who is being listed as day-to-day by the Buffalo Bills because of a UCL injury to his throwing elbow. The Bills play the 7-1 Minnesota Vikings on Sunday. The injury is supposedly manageable, but when Bills coach Sean McDermott talked about Allen playing this week, he said, and I'm quoting here, we'll see. Wilbon, should the Bills rest or risk Allen against the Vikings? Maybe neither, maybe one or the other. It's ma- if it's manageable, manage it. That's what the Bills should do. That's all they should worry about, managing it. If that means day-to-day, if that means hour-to-hour as you lead up to that football game on Sunday, then that's it. There's no prescription. There's no, you know, sort of secret decision. Let's go in and come out and let's announce this on Friday. All that stuff is stupid. Manage the situation based on what your experts are telling you, based on what Josh Allen is feeling, based on what his personal consultants all Tony, the famous athletes, and I would think every top-line quarterback – They all have their own medical teams. So your medical team is going to consult with their medical team, and you're going to manage it as best you can. That's the only answer. So my inclination is to rest him, to at least give him one week to see what happens. But as you're suggesting, if a doctor says, doesn't matter if he rests or not, then maybe I would play him. I I mean, look, he had this same injury in 2018 when he was a rookie to his elbow on his throwing hand. And at that point, he was out for four weeks. So I think we're looking at three to four weeks, and I would put it another way. If this were Jacob deGrom, and he got the same thing this year that he had last year and the year before that, he'd go on the IL. The Mets would not pitch him in a midseason game. They wouldn't do it. The Bills hurt themselves by losing to the Jets. They brought a lot of teams into play now, like Kansas City, Miami, and Baltimore, maybe even Cincinnati. They want to get home field for the playoffs. Josh Allen can give them that. But more important than that, Mike, is Josh Allen has to play in the playoffs. He has to be out there, yeah. I I would not do anything that puts that in jeopardy. And so we're back to the only answer that actually matters. Manage it. You've got to manage it. You've got to listen. You've got to, you know, have the smartest people that you have in that area, medicine, researching. Right. A due diligence like no other. This is your quarterback. This is the most important asset a franchise has physically. Yes. Absolutely. Manage it. They they got you. Don't let anybody push you into anything. Yeah. I think Case Keenum is pretty good. All right. Hold on. Let me just talk about Keenum for a second. All right. He's pretty good. He's got that pass to Stephon Diggs that got Minnesota when he played at Minnesota into the NFC championship game. And he's got Stephon Diggs on Buffalo. Right? He's got him. So we'll see. 
Yeah, yes. And that, Tony, that goes into your equation on managing it. Who's, who's my backup? Yes. What could he do? All that is managing yep. the situation. Yep. Speaking of managing, Dusty Baker will be back with the Astros next season. The champs and their manager today announced a one-year extension. No news yet on general manager James Click, whose contract, like Baker's previous one, expired during the World Series. Tone, is Astros owner Jim Crane doing enough for the people who led his organization to a World Series title? Is he doing enough? Is he doing enough for the manager and the general manager who put them in two straight World Series and won this one? Are you kidding me? No, it's, 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 of course it's not enough. I mean, you don't give them one-year contracts. I, it, what you do with D- Dusty Baker is 73. I understand that age. He may want to just go year to year. But if you are a generous and grateful owner, what you say is, Dusty, you can stay here as long as you want because we wouldn't have gotten here without you. And same with the general manager. They came in when Lou now, the GM, and Hinch, the manager, were unceremoniously canned in the heart of that cheating scandal. They came in and saved the franchise, Mike. It's as simple as that. They saved the franchise. So to me, it's somewhat insulting to only offer a one-year deal. Unless, Tony, and and we don't know, we haven't heard yet all of the small details, but an important detail, even though it could be small, is what Dusty wants. I mean, I listened to Dusty Baker, his post-game, you know, presser, the night that he won his first World Series in, you know, so many years of managing. And I thought there was a possibility Dusty might go the way of John Elway and just say, that's it. I won. I'm done. And so maybe the owner knows about that. To me, my first reaction is, this guy seems difficult. He seems like a guy that I wouldn't really want to have dinner with. He might be a great owner on some level. He seems to employ the right people when it comes to scouting, drafting, developing. He seems to have that. Bedside manner, eh, doesn't seem to have one to me. But we don't know in Dusty Baker's case and in Click's case, like what do they want? Is Dusty said to him, look. I'm day-to-day. I'm not going to promise you anything beyond that's fine. that. Maybe that's Dusty the case. We'll has, find out more. Dusty has the right to do those things. Yes. But you got to give the GM a two- or three-year deal. The you GM went out and got some pitchers that helped that bullpen be the best bullpen out there. The GM yeah. understand, understood that he had Pena so he could let Correa go. The GM brought back uh, Justin Verlander. What did he do wrong? He did nothing wrong. He ought to get more. I move on. Today, the Nets officially named Jacques Vaughn to be their head coach. This ends whatever discussion the Nets had with Ime Udoka. Well, Vaughn, this is your beat. What does it say to you that the Nets are sticking with Vaughn rather than hiring Udoka? Tony, you know what it says to me. You know what I was saying last week. The Nets weren't going to get to hire Ime Udoka. And I'm not saying Udoka doesn't deserve a second chance. He does. Just not with that team. That team, which is up to its neck in dysfunction, if not flat-out shame, cannot bring in, we talk about the optics on the afternoon after the election, the, 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 the optics of that are untenable. You can't bring Ime Udoka, give it his own personal shame, into that franchise now. That's a non-starter. And I, I don't know whether Adam Silver behind the scenes picked up the phone or met you know, with Joe Sy and said, we're not having that. You ought to be embarrassed enough before we even get to that attempted hire. We're not having that. Tony, I thought about what would happen 
if the late great commissioner David Stern had been in the office when the Nets tried to pull this. Oh, my God. It would have been volcanic, the reaction and the denial of opportunity. So this was never happening. Jacques Vaughn has been an assistant coach for seven years. I know he didn't have a great stint as a head coach, but he was with Orlando. Who does in the sense like Chuck Daly? Nobody. So Stan Van Gundy. So, no, you put him in, you put Jacques Vaughn in, and there's some stability in a place where they haven't had stability in years. I agree completely about Udoka. I believe until that entire situation is totally vetted with his conduct in Boston, he can't coach in the NBA. And I think somebody in the NBA told the Nets that and said, just stop this. We'll get to Jock Vaughn's record in Orlando was 58 and 158, which is Kurt Rambis territory. So I'm not going to try to make him into Pat Riley. But since he's been a coach, they're two and two. Kyrie Irving missed three of those games. Maybe that's why they won two of them if they won two of them. Their defense is certainly better. I was told today that when Kyrie Irving was out on the floor, the Nets had the worst defense in the NBA, dead last. And in the three games he's missed, they're tied for second best. That ought to tell you something. Two and one in those games. We all think think that the Lakers are a soap opera because they are a soap opera. This place is worse. There's no chain of command here whatsoever. Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant do whatever they want. They pay attention to nothing. You have a GM, Sean Marks, gets out there and talks like a carnival barker. Nobody even, nobody listens to him. They got Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant and Ben Simmons are miniseries unto themselves. They are. Let's take a break. Coming up, some Colts players were reportedly irate with the coaching change. We will ask Booger McFarlane how he would have felt about it. We'll also ask him about Bill Belichick's concerns that opposing defenses know what's coming. We got them on our air tonight, Mike, so I'm going to be in Barclays on the floor, the Nets and the Knicks. I'm sure. Talk about Mike, a game look, I don't I'm care sure about. I'm sure you agree with me. I'm sure you agree with me. If they could have hired him, they'd have hired him this week. Yes. They would have done it. Yes, they could. Right? There was zero chance they were going to hire him after the Kyrie's mess. Pardon the interruption is presented by Johnny Walker. Keep walking. Please drink responsibly. Part of happy hour. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two. Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. PTI fans, listen up. Have you heard you can listen to episodes of this very show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership? That's right. All your favorite PTI episodes can be heard on Amazon Music ad-free. But that's not all. You can listen to other top podcasts like The Low Post and First Take ad-free as well. They also have your favorite shows like The Daily, Part of My Take, and Up First, all without ads. You know what this means. 
uninterrupted listening, so no more cliffhangers. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts, so we know they definitely have something for you. And it's already included in your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to Amazon.com slash PTI. That's Amazon.com slash PTI to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Welcome back to Pardon the Interruption, presented by Johnny Walker. Please drink responsibly, part of happy hour. Let's get back into the NFL with our great friend who never has a wrinkle on his golf shirts. And today's golf shirt is a Ronamink, another great Philly course from NFL Primetime and Monday Night Countdown, Mr. Booger McFarlane. The envy of all with those golf shirts. Well, actually, the shirts mean nothing. He actually plays the courses. Let's start with this. Our pal Jason Lockenfora reported today, Booger, that many veteran Colts were irate when told about the coaching change from Frank Reich to Jeff Saturday. You played with Jeff Saturday. But how would you feel about your new coach having never coached above high school and now coaching in the NFL? It would really bother me. The first question I would ask is, what the hell is he going to teach me? And like, if he's never coached on this level, how can he explain to me what I need to be doing? But I think being a professional, Tony, I I think I would walk in that first team meeting and I would sit down and I would listen. And I would just want to know what he had to say and how he was going to say it. Because as I said, I'm a professional. I'm being paid to do a job. and, And I owe that to the organization to listen to what he had to say. And now, as far as me knowing Jeff, I know him personally. I played with Jeff up in Indy. Uh, We won a Super Bowl championship. I I think Jeff is going to give this his best. Uh, I think it's a very, very tough situation that Jeff has put in, especially when you have coaches that have coached at this level who are now going to be beneath him in John Fox and Gus Bradley. It's a tough situation, but it's one that Mr. Ursay leaned on a relationship with Jeff Saturday. He leaned on knowing uh, Jeff Saturday in the organization. And I just hope that the players will give him a chance because I know if I were in there, my first reaction would be, what the hell? But then I would have to sit back and be like, okay, let me see what he has to say and see if he can make me better. Because if he can, then I'll listen. If he can't, then I'm going to tune him out. The saucy issue of the week, no doubt about that, Booger. We will move to other stuff, though. Bill Belichick will start with him noting this week that the Jets and Colts defenses has seemed to know what's coming on certain plays. Is that just Belichick's way of complimenting another defense and that unit's coaches? Or is there something to this that actually matters to you? Well, listen, Mike, like we all have tendencies, right? Like we all have things we do and and they become habits and offenses are no different. It's no different than Tony. Tony's going to pull out his yellow pad. He's going to put his glasses on. He's going to read the question. And then once he gets done, he'll take, put the yellow pad down. He'll take the glasses off. Like that's his tendency. There you go. That's his habit. So we all have those that we do and offenses are no different. So if, if you're a defensive player, aren't we supposed to pay attention to those? Aren't we supposed to pay attention to the little things? Um, there's only so much you can do on a football field. It's up to the offensive coordinator and the quarterback and the players to make things look differently. But at, at some point, it's about man on man. Like, you got to block me, you got to beat me and win your individual battle. So, yeah, we know what's going on sometimes. But as we like to say, you know it's coming, but can you stop it? Yeah. Well, the Jets and Dolphins have had some stretches where nobody could stop it. Now they both seem to be contenders, Booger. Between those two, what you've seen so far, who do you like better, Jets or Dolphins? 
Wow, that's a tough one because the Jets are winning and their defense is outstanding. I think they, they have the better defense, but I would probably lean toward Miami. Like that offense is so explosive with Tyreek and Waddle and Gasecki and Tua being a really, really good ball distributor. And they kind of up their defense a little bit when they trade for Bradley Chubb so they don't have to be so aggressive right now. You got two teams that are playing really, really well, and I'm really intrigued by Coach Robert Sala and what he's doing in New York. But if you're going to win in the AFC, that means you got to deal with Kansas City. You got to deal with Buffalo. That means you got to score. So which one of those teams do I think can score with Buffalo and Kansas City? It's got to be Miami, right, with Tua and and Tyreek and Waddle. So I would probably lean toward the Dolphins. We will get you out of here on this, and it's my great pleasure to ask this question because it has nothing to do with the NFL, and it has to do with where you went to college. Because you played at LSU. You were great at LSU. You know, go Tigers, as we like to say. How did you feel when you saw LSU beat Alabama on the weekend? Huh? You know, Tony, it's one of those things. It's pride. Like, if you cut me open, man, I bleed purple and gold. And, and, And there's nothing. Like, we can go make all the money we want. We can go around the world. But it's something about your school playing on a Saturday night playing that school, right? Because we know the history between LSU and Alabama, and there's no team, and I mean no team, I'd rather beat than Alabama. Because they're good, because of the history, because of the rivalry, and because who doesn't like to beat Nick Saban? So yeah, when, 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 when we scored that last touchdown, and then BK's got to make that decision to go for two, I stood Ooh. up and I screamed, because hot boudin, cold couscous! Come on, Tigers. Let's push, 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 baby. That's all we do. That's what we do in Baton Rouge. Because when I grew up, listen, it was LSU and then it was the Saints. That's how it was when I grew up. And something tells me that we're headed back that way now. Booger, what a pleasure to always have you on. Thanks so very much. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Anytime, fellas. Let's take one last break still to come. A big win for Patrick Ewing in Georgetown. Patrick Ewing. Tiger announces when he'll be back on the course. I know where that'll be. So, it's a tease. So, almost everybody who does football analysis at ESPN seems to have played at LSU. Almost everybody. And they are so thrilled at, at, at Brian Clark. You called him BK. Like BK. BK. Like they're. Yeah. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats Rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Pardon the Interruption is presented by Johnny Walker. Keep walking. Please drink responsibly. Part of Happy Hour. Happy time, people. Happy 91st birthday, Whitey Herzog. The White Rat. Actual first name, Doral. 
actual middle name's Norman Elvert. Whitey Herzog's so much cooler than Doral Norman Elvert Herzog. Whitey Amen. was a colorful manager in an era of colorful managers like Earl Weaver, Tommy Lasorda, Sparky Anderson. Herzog played eight years in the bigs for four different American League teams, batting 257 as a part-time player. But Herzog's destiny was managing, which began in Texas in 1973, then to the Angels, then the Kansas City Royals, and then Herzog hit pay dirt with the St. Louis Cardinals, where he got the three World Series and won in 1982, beating Milwaukee, which was then an American League team. Herzog's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he won that one, Tony, but he was in the big action all the time. His team seemed to max out more than not. You know, and it was easy as a Cub fan to hate because they were really good and really smart and really tough, and they took on Whitey Herzog's personality. Happy anniversary, LSU. On this day 20 years ago, Kentucky was leading LSU 30-27 to with just two seconds left. The Kentucky players had already doused their coach, Guy Morris, with Gatorade celebrating their certain upset over Nick Saban's defending SEC champs. But on the final snap, LSU quarterback Marcus Randall threw a Hail Mary into the arms of Devery Henderson, who took it for a 74-yard touchdown and a 33-30 win. Go Tigers! Kentucky fans who were tearing down the goalposts must have felt like dopes. In the last 20 <laughs> years, Saban, Les Miles, and Ed Orgeron have all won national championships at LSU. That's why BK went there, because you can win there. Kentucky, no. LSU, yes. Well, Kentucky can win at basketball, and LSU, not so much. So there are different things right. you can specialize in. That ending, is it's not Stanford band quality, but it's up Close. there. That More people should it talk is. about that ending. It's a very cool thing. I'm glad we're commemorating the anniversary. Happy trails to Georgetown's 21-game losing streak. Georgetown Hoyas got their first win in 328 days last night. But they had to go into overtime to beat Coppin State, whose Mike Hood hit a three at the buzzer to force the OT. Georgetown dominated the overtime to win 99-89. This was a matchup of coaches who were legendary college players in the D.C. area. Patrick Ewing, coaching his alma mater, Georgetown, and Maryland great Juan Dixon, coaching Coppin State. Georgetown didn't win any games in 2022. The Hoyas' last win was over Howard on December 15, 2021. Their last Big East win was March 2, 2021. A win is a win, but a Big East team probably shouldn't need overtime to beat a MEAC team. You wouldn't think so, Tony. I know it's been a struggle, but you know how I root for Patrick Ewing and have known him since he was 18 years old. And I root for Juan Dixon, yeah. too. Hey, they weren't yeah. just, you know, known quantities and stars at their respective schools. They won national championships and led the way right. for Georgetown and Maryland, respectively. That's right. That's right. Omissions, the Rams have placed Matthew Stafford in concussion protocol, Ooh. and the Cardinals list Kyler Murray as having a hamstring injury. Let's go to the big Not finish good. if we could. Let's do it. Okay. Tiger Woods announced that he will play in the Hero World Challenge starting December 1st. Your reaction? What's well, his event. We expect him to play his event. It'll be cool to see him tee it up one more time this year. The Devils have won seven straight. The Blues have lost eight straight. Which is more significant? I would say the Devils. I would say that winning is more significant than losing. Number 14, Ohio State beat number five, Tennessee, in a women's college hoops opener. Are you surprised by that? No, no. This wasn't, you know, like we talked about in the other story, a MEAC team or an unranked team or some also ran. Ohio State's good. 12 days until the U.S. Men's World Cup opener. You getting excited? 
How many Come games? On. How many? Last one. On. Knicks, Nets, Lakers, Clippers tonight. You're there. What's the more intriguing game? Well, since LeBron plans to play the second game of our doubleheader, I'll go with the Clippers, Tony. And without Kawhi, they've been playing really well. They beat Cleveland the other night, stopped their eight-game winning streak. I'll be in Barclays, but I'm looking more forward to the late game. I hope everybody comes and says hello to you. We're out of time. So, we'll try and do better the next time. Steve, Anita, and Marilyn, welcome. Good to see you. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, Knuckleheads. Check out NBA Countdown live from the floor of Barclays in Brooklyn at 7 Eastern. And now, here's SportsCenter. You're going to put on a tie for the show, right? Put on a tie? Nah. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.